Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. Refusal to get the vaccine that he demands that you get. What if your refusal is because you have natural immunity? Are you allowed to refuse then? There are questions unanswered by the President of the United States. But the one question that we do have the answer to, whether or not Joe Biden is in his heart a tyrannical guy, the answer is yes. He doesn't believe in the rule of law. He believes in power and absolute power and that nobody is allowed to question his authority. Why do you think he always gets so aggressive? Why do you think he's always so country club thuggish? He's always been in a position of power and the ability to utilize his power. And now as president of the United States, my gosh, he's just off to the races. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. That speech yesterday, his six-prong approach on COVID was frightening. Because as I have discussed it here, and you have been part of it, We are not discussing mandates. We're discussing America or not. The idea that the vaccine might be good and help you with symptoms regarding COVID, I believe that's true. I think the data shows that. Force? As if somehow we're going to save people? The vaccine, I should say the virus still spreads regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not. Now we want employers to force vaccines onto their employees, not the federal government doing it themselves, but by creating rules through OSHA and the Labor Department, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, via the Labor Department, creating rules that force the vaccination and put the burden onto the employer. Remember how weak these people are. Cedric Richmond talking on CNN, special advisor to the president, proving the point. Cedric, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you. The Biden administration isn't requiring proof of vaccinations. That's up to individual agencies and businesses. Can we, do you think we can trust people's words? I mean, why not require some proof here? Well, we're going to leave that to the businesses to decide. And we, we've put the burden on the businesses, if you have 100 or more employees, to get your employees vaccinated or to implement a rigorous testing regime. So not only does the Biden administration believe that the American people should not have the right to say no, the Biden administration is going to decide that the businesses will suffer because the government isn't able to do this, yet the government seems to be trying to do this. Biden's decision to quote one, To demand American workers get vaccinated or risk losing their jobs is what one would expect of dictators in a banana republic. 
In Indiana, we do not rule by fiat, and I will not allow the president to destroy our guaranteed freedoms and our economy at the same time. That comes from the Indiana Attorney General, Todd Rokita. He joins us right now. And, sir, before we get into the legality here and maybe positions that you're taking, conversations with other attorneys general, uh, you served in Congress. You served as the former Secretary of State in the state of Indiana. You watch Joe Biden yesterday. What is your take on what he said? Well, you know, he's taken advantage, Tony, you know, thanks for having me on. He's taken advantage of what Congress has done for decades now, not just this Congress, but past ones. And the Congress has ceded its lawmaking authority over time to these unelected bureaucrats in these ever-growing agencies. And, and we've slowly put the noose around our own neck, and now Biden's cinching it up. This is fiat. This is unelected people. Yes, Joe Biden's elected president, but these, this OSHA, this Department of Labor, uh, Medicaid, uh, the Department of Education, all the instrumentalities he's using is through authority on its face, through authority that's been ceded to the executive branch over time. And, and no, there's ultimately no cure for this other than Congress, men and women, getting off their butts and having the, the guts to take back that authority. I did it in Congress, fr frankly. I'm not trying to be braggadocio about it, but there's a bill uh, that I wrote and passed where the relevant agency said, um, we're going to write rules about this, or we were, but the bill was written so specifically there's nothing to write a rule about. And that's a lesson I learned uh, from the late uh, Justice Scalia. Uh, he taught, these aren't my words, he taught me this. And, and that's what you're going to need to ultimately solve this problem, Tony. So now let's, let, let's, let's take a step back. I want to make sure – let's go through it and make sure I understand what we're saying here. First, we have the idea that Joe Biden is going to use the Department of Labor and OSHA to write this emergency rule that would force the businesses to require the vaccines or they get fined $14,000 and a current, one could assume, even uh, per day. Does OSHA, in your view as Attorney General of Indiana, have the ability to create that kind of rule? That, that's exactly the kind of analysis that my team and I are doing. I'm talking with other attorneys general right now. I will fight uh, like another governor said from another state to the gates of hell on that issue. Uh, whether or not we're going to win, that's a whole different game. You know, you, you've seen it yourself. We talked before about the state of the judiciary, not only in this country, but in this state. Uh, sometimes. So uh, ultimately, a court would decide that. But no, I'm going to fight on that. First of all, this is not an emergency. OSHA was meant, when they say emergency rulemaking, again, with, to the extent we need to have it, which I would argue strongly against because of what I said in my first answer to you. But that's for like when a, a toxic spill or something occurs at a business or uh, there's a or, or there's an instrumentality across a certain sector or industry where you have to protect immediately have to protect a workforce from toxic um, substances or or some, or some other dangerous thing the toxic substance the dangerous thing is no surprise here it's the virus it's the china virus it's been going on for two years now and, and, and so they're misapplying the emergency power that Congress gave them. Talking to the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita. 
that that is an interesting take that as an as an emergency rule this doesn't fit the level of emergency that's an argument you make so now does that go to the supreme court and you say hey this is not an emergency they don't get to make this rule or is it based on something maybe a little larger yeah, it could be a large. I mean, I'm just threw out an example. I mean, so we're, we're we're less than 24 hours into this, Tony. But it's the kind of it's a great example of the kind of discussions we're privately having, not only with my attorneys here at the attorney general's office, but with other attorneys general. You know, another option is to you know look at our Medicaid uh, statutes. That's a program, federal program that the state um, that the state runs. What avenues there? He's using the Medicaid dollars. He's threatening those, holding back those from our healthcare system, which just about every part of our healthcare system takes. So, way too early to say what's going to the Supreme Court or what's not. Again, being less than 24 hours into that, but it's the kind of aggressiveness I think in the fight we need to take uh, to these issues now. So. Now let's get into the idea of agencies. You talked about your time in Congress and, and, and addressing this. This is where I think people are starting to realize that these agencies are really a fourth branch of, of government, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're not elected. They're not right. accountable to the people. The people have no way of, of fighting back. If you want a, a, a feeling of the first time for many Americans, it's almost a feeling of true helplessness and non-Americanism. It is in this idea. Talk to me about your experiences with this power that the, the, this, these bureaucratic agencies have, and how exactly is that removed? Like I said, it's very difficult. Once, you, once Congress cedes the lawmaking authority, it's very difficult to get it back. And the way they do this is they write a bill, and they get lazy and sloppy, and they have time pressures. So they literally say almost in every piece of legislation, uh, hey, we're going to let the X, Y, and Z agency uh, uh, promulgate rules around this so that industry knows what to do. Now, over time, all these industries – so while this – while you're right, for many Americans, this is the first time government has intruded this badly. But for anyone who's part of a management team of any kind of employer – there's regulations all over us, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in manufacturing, whether it's in tiddlywinks. The federal government and following close behind the state government gets in and starts promulgating all these rules and things you have to do and hoops you have to jump through. And pretty soon you're left and you're conditioned and habitually go, instead of thinking on your own two feet like an individual person with personal responsibilities and, and liberties, you're thinking, oh, my God, before I think for myself, i got to go check and see what the rule is. And and over time again, Tony, you know, it's, it's, it's very um, corrosive in the sense and debilitating because we lose our, 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 our ability to judge and think for ourselves. And, you know, that's how you get to a dictatorship, a banana republic, what have you. So you have subjects. You don't have citizens. So now so here you are. I didn't answer your question. I did, so to get it back, I mean, there's – there's um, there, there's some things you can do at the beginning of a, con- a Congress uh, to get some some things back. Uh, David McIntosh from Indiana was instrumental in putting some of that in. But ultimately, it's legislators bucking up and taking their lawmaking authority back because these rules are laws. It's the same difference. They affect people and their and their behavior and what they're allowed to do and not do. And it's more than just this. It's more than just OSHA, more than just the Department of Labor. I think that's what the the realization is, how many of these things affect us 
everywhere in yeah. everything that we do. So as you, you're now going through it, you don't quite yet have an, an answer for what the response is. You have heard other governors discuss the fact they're going to fight it. There is a statement out from Governor Eric Holcomb uh, of Indiana uh, saying that he thinks that uh, Biden is engaged in a bridge too far. Has there been any conversations between you and the governor about saying, hey, what are we going to do to fight this? Uh, no, not yet. We've been talking with, you know, we represent him and his agencies. So we've had a couple conversations, r- frankly, where the rubber meets the road. And that's at, you know, these different agencies here at the state level that are counterparts to this, the, the, to the federal agencies like Department of Labor and OSHA and, and so on. And then uh, we have jurisdiction here at the Attorney General's office to fight uh, Medicaid fraud directly. In fact, we have criminal authority in that area. So we're looking at ways uh, that we can just bring that that Medicaid fight right to them. And may, you know, I'm not saying there is or isn't one. I mean, it's, it's too early to say. Uh, but my point is, is that we are fighting, um, uh, and that's my commitment. It's not me saying, like others are probably saying, some are saying, oh, that's awful, that's terrible. I never meant for that to be the role of the government. And so what happens? Their thumbs. I mean, you gotta you gotta push everybody, and I'm calling for unity here to go strong against this federal overreach. Finally, and and we'll see. I'll be leading so the effort. What do you say to businesses that have more than 100 employees who are now saying to themselves, "Wait, am I going to have to tell everybody to get vaccinated? Do I have to check this? How do I do? I'm going to be responsible if they're lying. It's going to be fourteen thousand dollars in occurrence." What are you saying to Hoosier-based, Indiana-based businesses right now who are now listening to what Joe Biden said and are like, what in the world do I do here? Well, you're going to have to wait for their – see, that's the other issue. We don't even have – so we have Biden being the talking head, uh, frankly, barely coherent. But he got the message out yesterday, that's for sure. Um, But we don't have his rule. We don't have OSHA's rule. We don't have what this emergency – uh, ruling is going to be all about. So it's hard to react to that right now until we understand what he exactly is saying and how it's gonna, he's going to take it, uh, take it up. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, private businesses, which, you know, I, in my role as attorney general, I'm not going to be defending private businesses. It's, it's not what taxpayers pay me to do, but I do defend the state. I do dep- defend taxpayers generally and citizens generally. And so that's the angle I'm going to take. So, Assuming that this rule says that state employees are covered, and they should be, their OSHA's cover covers them in any other way, that would be my an, an entry for an attorney general to get in because um, I would be fighting for uh, an arm of the state, you know, the, the employees who work in those agencies. So, you know, that's another example of how we may get involved. But as to private businesses, follow the law, and until overturned, those emergency rules coming out are going to be the law and get right the right congressmen and women in Congress. That right there, Todd Rokita, the attorney general of the state of Indiana, we're going to be following up on this as we start seeing these regulations uh, come forth. Uh, I assume there's going to be some uh, preemptive challenges uh, that take place as well. We will uh, check with you as they happen. The attorney general of Indiana, Todd Rokita. I appreciate the time. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz.